This week, we continue with our new preaching series, Known by Heart, scripture that every Christian should know. And this morning, we're going to read one of our favorite promises that Jesus made to us from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Let us listen now for a word from the Lord. Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Is anyone here tired of being tired. (laughs) I imagine many of us are coming into worship this morning with a lot on our minds, maybe a sense of burden on our backs, a heavy feeling that many of us probably haven't been able to kick for 18 plus months now. How long, O Lord, we cry. How long until we can feel that rest that we just read about? Our exhaustion is found in between the hurry that has become the standard speed of our culture. We hurry because people depend on us. We hurry because we want to honor commitments that we've made. We hurry because we want to fit it all in overwhelmed by the demands and obligations in our lives, we do our best to manage time. We think of it as something that we can control in the midst of our hurry, but beneath the contempt face that we bring into the world, doubt also creeps in, which leaves our shoulders heavy. We sense that something is wrong with our relationship with time. We start to wonder if the values that we profess are really the values we embody in the lives that we're living as we rush about. In the hurry of our day-to-day tasks, like preparing a dinner or finishing a carpool, we realize that we haven't heard a word of what our children or members and our families are saying. Our minds begin to wander to our to-do lists to the unrealistic expectations that we can't quite meet this week, to the simple decisions that have grown to feel monumentous, and that's where we sit. We feel the gap between values we profess, loving our family, reaching out to our neighbor, caring for creation, and the constant motion and hurry in our everyday lives. The people that we read about this morning in Matthew 11 were having similar feelings, crying out, how long, O Lord? We pick up in chapter 11 knowing that Jesus is frustrated because John's followers are super skeptics. Are you really the one in whom we've been waiting for all this time? Or are we to wait for another, they ask. With their questions of doubt, they tried to hand Jesus their heavy burdens of unfulfilled expectation. Everywhere Jesus went, people openly argued about who he was or who they thought he wasn't. 
From the streets in the city to quiet whispers in one's home, the questions kept traveling through the crowds. Is he really it? He's not what we expect. This isn't going how we planned or how we imagined it. Are we sure that this Jesus of Nazareth is really the one? All the questioning and the doubting was exhausting. A friend of mine says that God's reign was breaking out all around them, but no one seemed to notice. And Jesus knew if they were unable to even notice it, then it would be impossible for them to participate in God's reign on earth. So Jesus decided enough is enough, stretched out his arms and issued an invitation. Come to me, he offered. All you who are weary and carrying those heavy burdens, come to me. All you who are tired of trying to figure it all out by yourself, come to me. All you who are dog-tired from trying to keep it together, come to me. All you who are entering the unknown, scared, grieving, and exhausted, isolated or lonely, you too come to me. Come to me and I will give you rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus stretches his arms and called to them to lay down all their heavy burdens and unfulfilled expectations. The heavy burden of needing to have it all under control, the heavy burden of what-ifs or if-onlys from the past. With our siblings and our scripture from the past, we also receive this offering. Remember the Sabbath day, says the commandment. The assumption behind the command is that we will forget the history and what we're supposed to properly do when we rest. And given enough time, we do forget. And when we do, we forget not only the command, but also its inherent promise of a day of rest and refocusing. That's what Jesus offers. And he offers it to all who are willing to align their lives with his. God cares how you're doing and wants to offer you rest. So take a deep breath and hear that one more time because the God who made you wants to give you rest. The, the Sabbath restores our true selves, valued as human beings made in God's image and not just for our usefulness or our productivity. The blessing of Sabbath is that it helps us to remember that our lives have a focus and a meaning larger than day in and day out activity. The Sabbath is a time to regain perspective and recognize that God's goodness permeates all of creation and all of life. God doesn't offer the tired and weary people a lavish guest room to rest but instead says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The yoke can be a symbol of burden bearing, of oppression and subjugation. 
but it can also represent teamwork and harvest and abundance. What is it that the yoke, what is it that the yoke that Jesus offers us? Perhaps it's his teaching and the way of discipleship, which is not burdensome but life-giving. He invites the weary to learn from him, for he is not a tyrant who lords over his disciples, but is gentle and humble in heart. To take his yoke upon oneself is to be yoked to the one whom God's kingdom of justice, mercy, and compassion is breaking into this world, and to find rest for which the soul deeply longs. What does your soul long for? To come to Jesus is to be taught gentleness and humility with yourself and with others. I wonder what it would take for us to answer the invitation to let ourselves rediscover our true value in the eyes of God by allowing ourselves to rest for a time. This type of rest that we read about is a gift, a gift that we all need and a gift that we seldom claim. We need to claim it for ourselves, and we need to make sure that it's available to everyone, including those whom we employ and the poor and the oppressed and those who are cast out and live on the margins. Rest is a gift, but it's also a practice and a really hard one that I imagine we're all battling. And I commend it to you. We must claim it even as I strive to claim it myself. Jesus says to us, come to me all who are discouraged. Come to me all who are exhausted. Come to me all who are weary, worn out with heavy responsibility of these COVID days. Come to me all who are in danger of giving up. Come to me and rest and I will replenish you. Walk and work side by side with me so that I might share this burden. Spend time with me. Learn with me. In my gentleness and humility, you will find relief from your trouble and anxiety and a renewing for your spirit. Partnership with me is pleasant and empowering, and the load we carry together is easier to bear. Remember that your worth is already and has already been established, even when you're not working. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Rest in God's abundance. And may it be so in this place for these people. Amen. Good morning. Music is an integral part of the work of the people of God. God's people have always sung. When the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam sang. When Samuel was born, Hannah sang. When the exiles were in Babylon, they wondered if their song was lost. It wasn't, and they sang. When Gabriel brought good news of great joy to Mary, she sang. The early church sang hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs 
and we have been singing ever since. God's gift of music is not just to those with melodious voices, but to those whose hearts are tuned to praise of God. Our song requires all our voices. Thus we dedicate our new hymnals to the glory of God and for the service and the life of this congregation. Please stand. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for God has done marvelous things. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the forest and the mountains sing for joy. Make music to the Lord with the heart, with the heart and the sound of singing. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy before the Lord who reigns. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. To you, O oh God, we offer thanks and praise. We know that your creative power is the source of every good gift. Today, we take delight in the special gift of these hymnals. Thank you for members of this congregation whose vision, energy, and resources have helped to make this new hymnal available for our use. Thank you for all those who work to create this song collection for your wider church, composers, poets, and artists, editors, publishers, and committee members. Thank you for the guidance of your spirit in the many decisions required through long years of dedicated service. Thank you for the gift of music that stirs our hearts, instructs our minds, strengthens our spirits, and sets our bodies in motion. Thank you for old songs that keep us connected with saints and traditions from our past, and for new songs that create a legacy for future generations. Thank you for songs from our culture that express our heritage in familiar melodies and rhythms, and for songs from other cultures that open us to the variety of ways in which your people offer praise around the world. We thank you for the gifts of music and song through which crea their creation has offered you praise and thanksgiving, confession and lament, prayers and petitions. May this new hymnal inspire our own songs in times of joy and sorrow, enable us to sing in one voice 
as your gathered people and to join in harmony with all who worship you. By your grace, may the words and melodies shape our faith for years to come and in ways that forever give glory to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, your faithful Son, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, Hear these words from hymn 697 in our new hymnal. Take my life and let it be, consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days and let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. Take my intellect and use every power as thou shalt choose. Take my love, my Lord, I pour, at thy feet its treasure store. Take myself, and I will be ever only all for thee. At this time, we invite you now to consider ways in which you might share your life and your treasures, all for the glory of God.
Let us pray. Lord, our burdens weigh heavy on us at times. The world is full of pain and strife, and some carry burdens beyond their ability to hold. Be with those who struggle this day. Help us to make the burden lighter. Especially this day, we lift to you those impacted by natural disasters here and around the world, healthcare workers and teachers, immigrants at our borders and fleeing Afghanistan, the grieving and those battling illness, the hungry and the homeless. We lift these to you, Lord. Show us how to carry each other's burdens. Keep your yoke upon us. Take our gifts, our love, and take our lives and let them be ever only all for thee. Amen.
friends, keep the Sabbath holy. Draw close to Christ and take rest under his yoke. And as you go from this place, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the friend and friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen. Amen. Hey.